What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's Business Breakthrough, I sit down with Tanner Tenorio, round three, awesome guy, helping him understand to get started now. The guy is preparing for success, okay? And sometimes we have to do things that don't make sense. Why would you set up a payroll company if you don't have employees? Why would you set up an accountant if you really aren't generating that much money? Well, my principle is this. It's better to do it when you're not needing it than when you need it. Because at that point in time, the stress and the frustrations of everything we have as business owners uh, impedes our ability to make sound decisions, to go through the motions that we need to go through, to set up the foundation the right way. So this was a great conversation with Tanner. I think he's ready to finally launch this thing, getting his licensing situated, uh, doing everything the right way. He's got an all-star employee working with him. Man, I love it. So uh, round three with Tanner starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm here with Tanner Tenorio, round three. This is the third time we've done this? Uh, yeah, I think third time. Oh, this is right. This is the third go round. Quick background started off, met you on Reddit. You were current at that time. You were working as a police officer. You've transitioned, yep. uh, thinking that you were going to do concrete coatings. I think the last time we spoke, you were thinking about maybe doing something different, a little more easier. I don't remember. Did we stick with concrete coatings? Um, so I'll get into that. Everything that happened with the business, um, kind of was tough to uh maintain <laughs> okay so tell me the story what happened um so basically i tried to advertise sorry my mic's my mic's a little messed up no sounds good to me all right um <clears throat> so basically the uh the concrete business was hard to advertise um okay. basically it was hard to get leads and uh it's a vanity item. It's right. one of those yeah. things that you got to, first of all, people got to know that they can do it, what it is, and then they got to sign a budget to it. Right. And it's really hard to get people to pay for something that they don't need. Right. So that's, that, that, that stacks the deck against you, you know, is, you know, I'm sure that's what you ran into. Yeah. So, um, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was a difficult sale. Um, so I'm thinking about transitioning basically back to just doing interior and exterior painting. Um, cause like you said, it's more of a, a need than a want. And most people I've seen kind of use their garages as like storage units. So I think not a lot of people appreciate the epoxy coating. Um, I'm glad for the people that I did do it for. Uh, but it just, like I said, I think it was too expensive, too much of a vanity item and kind of a difficult sale. So good learning experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I learned, you know, definitely like basically how to start a business and getting that off the ground, um, basically doing like a business account with checking and everything like that. Um, getting business accounts with Sherman Williams and different places. Um, 
it definitely, like I said, it was a good learning experience and I think it was a good base, but I think it's time to kind of take the business in a different direction and do more residential type codings. So are you doing this full-time now? Um, no. So currently I, I work full-time, but it's Monday through Thursday. So okay. I, I want to start off doing like Fridays and the weekends. Um, and then of course, once I get busier transitioning to that, um, I'm also in the process because I moved to a different county. This county does require you to have a painting contractor's license. Um, so I'm in the process of transferring from where I moved to back to down here now. Okay. So, so where, so do you have anyone working with you or are you solo at, at the moment? Um, I do have a friend that basically helps me out with painting jobs. Um, he's the one that also helped me out with doing the epoxy Got coatings. It. Got it. So he's kind of still working alongside you? Yes. Yep. Cool. So when you look at like what, what you want to accomplish, what are like some roadblocks that you're seeing in terms of like, you know, maybe I need a little more refinement in this area. What's, you know, what, how do I do this area? What are those things for you? Basically, I just, I wanted some advice on, you know, cause I'm kind of starting from the ground up um, and doing these residential interior and exterior painting. Um, okay. So I wanted advice on kind of how to, how to either, start off with employees or hiring out subcontractors. I know, like I said, I'm going to do it on the side for now. Um, but well, I eventually... you don't need to do it on the side, right? Like you don't, don't make the assumption that you can't have work being produced right out, outside of your capabilities physically. I mean, if, if you trust somebody, like you said, I mean, this guy's been working with you since the last time we did the breakthrough seems like a good person. Yeah. He could be working Monday through Thursday during the normal business hours. Cause let me be very clear with you. You come to my house and tell me the only time you can work is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to go with the guy that can work during the weekday. Right. You okay. know, I yeah. mean, especially for a working class family. I mean, they want those weekends to themselves. Yeah. Well, the other benefit I have is I moved a lot closer to my job. So after work and things like that, I can, I can go by the job sites and check on everything and make sure they're, they're running smoothly. Right. Um, so there, there is that benefit uh, from the move that I had. So when it comes down to this, it's like, you know, you, you've seen how it works, right? You've seen how the estimate process works in any yep. capacity. You did it with uh, concrete coatings. You see how that works. You've seen how acquisition of an interested customer works. You've seen how it didn't work. You know, you've seen how hard it was to get people who wanted that niche service, not saying that people don't want it, but you better be a big player for them to know. You better be going to local trade shows. You better be showcasing right. what that floor looks like, having them feel samples of it. You really got to work it with that, with that niche. Okay. Um, and, and typically whenever I sold epoxy, it was an add on to the painting that I did. So it very rarely was it just me going and doing an epoxy job. It was like, Hey, we're painting your whole house. Would you like a quote for an epoxy floor in your garage? So <laughs> then I just stopped doing that. Cause it was, it wasn't smart. So right. when I, when I say all this, like you learn that system, right? So it's, it, for me, it's like, you're way beyond the point of you were the first time we spoke way beyond, yep. you know, that the system works. Now it's just about you creating a system of marketing and creating a system of hiring. And let's start with the marketing side. The marketing side is you've pretty much affirmed to yourself that you're doing interior and exterior painting. Can yep. What state are you in? Uh, Florida. Oh, you're in Florida. Okay. Right. So you yeah. can paint year round. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's great. Now, if I asked you to find work right now, how would you do it? Um, I remember last time you told me about uh, Home Advisor and Angie's List. Okay. Um, so I did get some leads from there for the epoxy okay. flooring. So I think okay. I would go back to that. 
okay. um, to try to source my leads. Yeah. Um, and w- what's a budget that you're thinking? Like if I said, okay, give me this amount of money. What's that number that you have in mind for a month's time of, of generating uh, business? I think starting out, um, I mean, honestly, I, I'm kind of starting small. So I was thinking around maybe five or $600. Um, fair, fair. For, for um, marketing. I would, I, I would, I would, I want you to understand this really well. Cause again, you're transitioning from employee your whole life to, or working life to business yeah. owner. Um, money has to be used as a tool rather than the end of our labor, right? As what you're doing Monday through Thursday, what you're making is, is a result of your labor. You keep that, you can't put it back into that to get more of it as a business owner. And you're still an employee, dude. So it's going to be even harder for you to switch gears and put on that hat of money made needs to turn into more money. That's it. Especially for the first year of your business. If you sell a $3,000 job and the labor on it to pay one guy is maybe five or 600 bucks and the paint is maybe five or 600 bucks, you should be very comfortable with putting $1,500 back into marketing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's one job that could right. sustain your business for the whole month. Do you see how that easily can, can get kind of like a little intimidating when you think, well, my original thought was five to 600 based on my employee mentality of how I see money. It's like, wait a minute, if I work the whole week at my current job, I may hit seven, 800. That's a week's worth of my time. So but when you start a business and you and you do one job, that's two grand, three grand. The the way that we see money is different. So, right. I think the minimum fifteen hundred and find a way to make it happen. Why? Because you need practice. That's what I care about most. Like I don't really care about you selling the jobs because you only need one job a week. You need four jobs a month to keep one guy busy, right? Yeah. Can he paint a house by himself? Is he that good? Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he definitely has the capability of doing it right. uh, by himself. So what you need to do is you need to get practice estimating. You need to understand how to upsell. Why upsell? Because upsell helps your marketing efforts to the point where you don't have to always spend so much because the value of each job is higher, right? Your your average job amount. So for example, if you go into a house and I tell you, Tanner, I say, I just want my I just want my walls painted. And if you're not seasoned in your sales process to convince me to do my trim, my ceilings, my doors, a 2000 job could have turned to a $5,500 job, but now you need another job to make up for that because you didn't know how to upsell. Okay. So that's why I say you need practice because you want to hear all the questions that get asked. Number one, you want to hear the motivations behind why they want to do it. Would you agree that the motivation to paint the inside of someone's house is different than the motivation to get an epoxy garage floor done? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Give me an example of a motivation of an epoxy garage floor customer. Um, I think most nice people, car, maybe. Yeah, nice cars. Yep. Um, nice cars. People, guys that spend a lot of time in their garages. You know, okay. guys, guys so that me- do woodworking so me- or things like that. Right. So mechanics, uh, handymen type, like, uh, DIY homeowners that, you know, um, that, that enjoy the garage. Right. So, so that's a specific type of motivation that you can build off of in your sales process. Right. So if I have somebody that has a, a brand new 
let's say a Corvette, right? And he wants to get that epoxy garage floor done. One of my upsells to that gentleman will be, well, listen, one thing that I want to do is make sure that you get nothing but longevity out of this epoxy garage floor. So what we do as a service is we actually provide you with floor mats for your car um, as an, as an extra uh, for the service. And we'll order them online. They're just little carpet mats that go under the tires. How does that sound? You know, so it's like you align you align your value with the, the motivation. First of all, I know the guy loves his car. I'm going to be a hero here and get him something that he should be getting anyway for a fraction of the cost. And it's going to make me look like the winner here. Now, again, let's flip the script to your new business, interior and exterior painting. Can you give me an example of why someone would want to paint the inside of their house? Um, I mean, maybe they're planning on putting the house in the market. Yep. Yep. Planning. Okay. Well, if you were to sell your house right now, I, I always think it's important for you to be the customer as much as the, you know, the, the business owner think of it, you have a house right now. If you were to sell the area, the house you're in right now, if you were to sell it, what's most important to you? The appearance of the house. No. What's the, <laughs> what's the, what's the means to the end? I want, I want you to see this because if you're selling a house, yeah. You want to make a profit, right? Well, yeah, the profit. So you care most about getting money back. Yeah. As much as possible, right? Yeah. But that, that's kind of what I meant with the appearance, like making it look sure. as best as possible to get the highest amount for your return. You, you would be surprised because a realtor might come up to them and say, you know what? Don't even worry about painting it. The market's so hot right now that your location, you, you see how it actually isn't because of how the market determines that. So right. people that are selling their house really aren't our ideal customers. Okay. In the same way, real estate investors are not our ideal customers because they're cheap. Yeah. Right. They want to flip the house and make a profit. They'll probably go in there and paint it themselves just to get a profit or rent it out. Yeah. Not our ideal customers. Doesn't mean we can't sell to them, but we want to spend our time with two types of customers. Mostly people that are moving in. Those okay. are the people that want pristine work in their brand new investment. Right. Okay. Right. So how do we provide value to people that are moving in and how do we find them? Right. So we have a couple options. You can definitely do mailers to new people, to new people that are buying their house. That's, that's an old fashioned way of doing it, but it's still good. You can be on home advisor, Angie. That's a good thing. Have a Google listing for people Googling your area. Do you have a Google listing yet? Um, yes, uh, I did make a Google listing. Um, and I was also wondering, I have a, quite a few friends that are realtors. So I was wondering yeah. if, if I could give them like my business cards and things like that, and maybe they could leave them with. They're, they're horrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. They yeah. don't want to mess with their, first of all, they, in, in the, in the shoes of a realtor, they're great in terms of like, Hey, I have this network of people. That's good. But in terms of like them advocating, I found that they usually have, a, they want to help their customer get the cheapest job mm, for the, okay. you know, and in my personal opinion, I could, I, you know, some people listen to say might have a great realtor that they refer work to. I've been doing this for five years, dude. I've connected with more realtors than I could possibly count when they know our prices are high. They don't send anyone our way because they don't want to, they don't want to hurt our customers. Bottom line. They don't want to have to say, Hey, you know, in order to sell this house, you got to do this, 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 and this, they want to get the house on the market so they can make their money. Right. In most cases. If they got to paint it and it, every realtor will, will usually say list the house and then see what happens. And then if it doesn't sell, then we should probably paint. It. And in the same way, 
on the other side, you're right. Realtors would probably be okay. I will say though, that at that point, some realtors feel as though they have the responsibility. If you don't do a good job, it reflects negatively on them. So they're not as inapt unless you've worked for the realtor to help them out. Okay. Right? Cause they have personal experience with you. So I've found that that, that kind of helps, but in terms of the people that are moving in, you're going to learn this. They care about two major things, obviously quality, but more so efficiency, how soon you can get into the house and do the job. So if you get someone, if I call you and say, Hey man, I have, I'm moving in, um, in three weeks, I haven't closed yet. We're getting ready to close. The worst thing you could possibly do is wait until they close to give them an estimate. Right. Because they need to move in. So you need to create an estimating system that allows you to quote jobs without you physically being there. Okay. You got to understand cost-based pricing. Do you understand that concept? Um, I, I don't believe I'm familiar with that. Sure. So let me elaborate on it. You have costs as a business owner, mm -hmm. labor and materials. Experience is going to help you refine your estimation of those two things based on how long you've worked with the person that you're working with and what you know he's capable of and how much material each job is going to require. Rough estimate of gallons, rough estimate of sundries, which are the, the tape, the, all that stuff. Okay. Right. That's through experience. That's why I say in the first year of your business, it's about testing. It's about learning. It's about figuring out how long jobs take, how long it should take one person, how many people I should put on a job. These are things that you need to know. So when you learn how to estimate in the future, you're doing it off the top of your head, knowing that these numbers that you're putting out are going to be accurate. So cost-based pricing is simple. Are you paying the person that works for you hourly or a fixed rate? Usually an hourly rate. Usually an hourly rate. Let's yeah. say it's $20 an hour. Okay. Let's say it's 40 hours a week for a five day job. Okay. So he's going to work for, for a whole week and he's going to make $800. So if I came to you and said, Hey, Tanner, I'm getting ready to buy a house and you look up the house online. Maybe you send it to the guy who works for you and say, Hey, how long will it take you to do this house? Five days. Perfect. So you know that based on that, it's going to cost you as the business owner at most a thousand dollars with taxes and insurance to pay him. So now you know what your labor cost is. Then you say, well, how much paint do you think we're going to need? He'll say probably 10 gallons for the walls, five gallons for the ceiling, two gallons for the trim. So that's 17 gallons of paint, roughly rough estimate here, 10 gallons, 17. So 10 is 30, 300, 450, maybe 500 bucks. So, you know, based off of those two metrics there, that all in, it's going to cost you 1500. Okay. So you go back to the customer and say, Hey, listen, this is, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to send you a quote. And I always do this for people that are moving in that can't get into their house yet. I say, you give me a deposit and I will allow you to take that deposit back if the deal falls through. So now there's no barriers for this customer because a lot of customers fear if the deal doesn't go through that they lose their deposit. So you know, as the business owner, it's 1500 bucks to do the job. Then you decide how much money you as the business owner want to make. So do you understand profit margin to the sense that if you double that, it's $3,000, you make a 50% profit. Do you understand that? Yes. Good. So then that's what you should focus on is hitting that number. You would quote that job at $3,000 without even seeing it based okay. on those two metrics, right? So now you don't even have to go there. So that's one way. The second type of people are the most common homeowners you will, you will deal with. Those are the people that are living in their home that want to upgrade or upkeep their home. 
okay? They care about quality. They care about your story. They care about the experience. They care about efficiency. These are the people that you want to master how to sell to because they're going to be the majority of the customers that you work for. Their needs are quality. They want really good product. Longevity. They want to make sure that whatever they do, they don't have to do it again. Warranty. They care about this stuff. Fixing things, rotting boards, cracks, so on and so forth. So you're going to have to learn how to build value around all these areas. Again, going back to marketing, figuring out how much do I need to spend on marketing to get in front of as many people as possible. Okay. Now, I know your business has grown way larger. <laughs> um, so I was wondering, in the beginning, obviously, it's, it's very important to do estimates in person. But as you go along, like you said, you can kind of estimate online just by seeing the house. It's building trust, right? Like, for, for example, like, it, how much trust does your brand build? My wife and I are looking to build a house. What are we doing right now? Going on Facebook, going on Instagram going on Google. You know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for the companies that respond to the reviews they get subconsciously. I, you know, even though I do that in my business, that's something that I'm looking at and saying, well, no one of these other builders are responding to their customers. How does that make me feel? Makes me feel that if I needed something from this builder, they're not socially inapt in terms of the way technology works, that they can't respond to me. My wife is messaging them right now, going through their Facebook message. How long did it take them to message you back? They haven't even messaged me back. Great. They're out. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so these are things that buyers care about from a distance that will still build trust to the point where you don't have to go. If you sound confident enough on the phone about the fact that you can price it without seeing it, the customer will convey that confidence back to you that they're okay with it. Right. So okay. I'd say, well, first of all, because you're buying a house, chances are there's 40 plus photos online. So instead of us having to meet the realtor and prolong your closing, how about I just you know, look this up here and I can give you an accurate quote now. And uh, based on these photos, I can price it out for you. Just tell me, do you want the ceiling walls trim doors done? Oh, I just like the walls done. Are you sure? Have you seen the trim? Chances are it could use a freshening up. Would you like me to price that for you? Actually, yeah, I can give you a line item for that. So it's like, you know, you can do that for sure. And it would be beneficial for you seeing as though that you can't always hit every estimate, but you can do it from afar, I, I, I assume, correct? Yes. In the beginning, yes, though, try to get there after work, try to get okay. there. You know, uh, I would say do get this system down for, for, for four to five months before you start really trying to be absent in that regard. But I do okay. think you should also think about hiring somebody to work alongside your buddy, um, even just a helper, even somebody that's never even painted before just to have have someone working alongside of a man. Um, yeah. You know, I think that would be huge. Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. Um... In, let, let me ask you another question in terms of, in terms of, uh, in terms of the marketing aspect of things, when, when it comes to marketing, right, you have a few different channels. You have Facebook, Google, home advisor. It's all about being present, man. It's all about people being able to find you when they need you. So okay, I yeah. think like the big thing for you would be Google painters in your area, right? I mean, that's what people probably do. Yeah. See what comes up. Have you done that? Yes. Yeah, I've kind of uh, Googled around. How's the competition and, looking around there? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fierce. You know, the, the county that I live in and the county I came from, there's quite a few uh, people that live there. Um, okay. And there, there's a few painting companies, but I think I can kind of carve my own niche um, and do quality work. And as long as I keep that up, I feel like I can build a pretty good business. So I think so too. I think so too. It's just a matter of in the beginning, like if you want to speed up the game, it's pay to play. 
Yeah. Like that's the entry fee. It's pay to play. You can rank at the top of Google if you pay them. Right. You can rank at the top of Facebook and get in front of people if you pay them. Well, I've kind of reduced my bills and my spending to where I can take the profit from my painting jobs and put a lot back into the marketing. So I do have Good. I do have that benefit going for me where I don't need Good. to take a large chunk of the the money that I make and set it aside, you know. Perfect. And that's important. Are you, do you have jobs going on right now for this guy? I mean, how are you, are you, are you guys in it now? Are you taking a pause? Like, what does that look like? Um, I've taken a pause because I just recently moved and I rented out the house that I was living in. So I'm, I'm in the process, like I said, of transferring my painting license basically down to the County that I moved to. Good. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking just a, What's just a little the other pause. guy doing right now. Is he like going to be able to still work for you or is he kind of just doing his own thing? Yeah, no, he'll, he'll still be able to work for me. Um, okay. Right now he's not working, but he's, he's kind of in a position where he doesn't have to work. Okay. So oh, that's a um, nice position to be in. I'd like to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty nice, but no, he's a good friend and, and whatever I need painting jobs done, he's definitely always there to help out. I mean, you so. have a golden star there and I think that it's really important for you to uh, just, you know, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, keep prodding, keep looking, keep searching. In the meantime, you can still build up your marketing, your branding you know, get that Facebook page going, uh, Instagram going, start looking at looking up hashtags. You can look up hashtags uh, for, uh, you know, um, realtors in your area. Um, they tend to share a ton of different things. That's a great way to connect with realtors. If that's something that you want to do, um, okay. look up the local hashtags. You can look at, you know, for, for you, like let's say it's like Tampa realtor, look up Tampa realtor hashtag on Instagram, like a couple of pictures, message them, introduce yourself, like easiest way to connect with realtors through there. Um, in terms of uh, the foundation, have you set up an, uh, a uh, a payroll system yet for for getting that getting that prepared? Um, no, and I was actually going to ask you about that. What's what's a good uh, payroll system to to put into um, the business? So when I first started, I used a program called Paychecks, and uh, okay. they're similar to ADP. Um, and I didn't really know much about it. And what they did was essentially they assigned me a representative, and each week I had to email the representative the amount of hours. Uh, my guys work. So if it was like Joe, Bob, and Steve, I'd say Joe 40, Steve 38, you know, Mike or Steve, whatever, whatever name I get, 36. Um, and then what they would do is they would process it in their system and then they would cut a check to them out of my bank account. And if I made a mistake, I had to email the guy back and then like he'd be out of the office. And like, I was like, this isn't efficient. And I was paying 400 some dollars a month for this service. Oh, wow. um, and then I found a program called Gusto and Gusto is yet to sponsor me and that's okay. I just, I love them so much. They're such a great program because it puts it in my hands to where I go in, I have a backend software. I just punch in the hours and I can do it. I can edit it. I can make changes. And what I love is that I can onboard employees. So if you sat down to work for me, I'd say, all right, cool. So you're going to get an email from Gusto. And what Gusto is going to do is send you this awesome, like welcome package, like welcome to the premium painting team, you know, and it has you put in your bank account information so you can get direct deposit. It gives you a portal to see all your pay, pay stubs. Um, it allows you to request time off through there. And it's like, dude, it's like $35 a month. And wow. it's $6 per employee. So, okay. and you can run as many payrolls as you want. Paychecks used to charge me per payroll. I can do 10 payrolls through Gusto. They won't charge me. They just charge me a flat monthly fee. So there's a link to that in my, in the, in the bio of the podcast. So you can okay. get a hundred dollar gift card if you sign up through my link. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely. Affiliate. Add. So, um, but yeah, that would be ideal. And I would get that in place now. 
you know, okay. I would get these things ready to go. So when your friend comes aboard, how, like, would you just kind of like write the check or 1099 them sort of deal? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can still do that and just make him a contractor through there. So it's not just for employees. What it's going to do though is, is at the end of the year, it's going to give him that, um, that 1099 for you, you know, so it'll legitimately set it all up and make it to where he is a contractor and he will get appropriately taxed or whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's great advice. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. Um, because I was looking for it's it's hard to do all the accounting and stuff by yourself. So it's definitely a lot of help to have like an outside company that manages all that for you. There's two areas that I suggest you just don't try to do yourself. Payroll and accounting. Find okay. an accountant. I pay $350 a month. They do bookkeeping and accounting for me. For okay. me, like again, investment in, in me focusing on my business. Like the worst thing that can happen in your business is that you don't get the numbers right and you're paying more tax than you should have because you don't know tax code law changes, deductions, loopholes that only accountants know. They do this for a living. So the amount that I spend over the course of a year is actually like an entry fee to make more money because they've figured out how to lower my tax liability through their knowledge. You see, okay. it's kind of yeah. interesting how that works. Kind of like if you buy a course from somebody for a thousand dollars, the goal is for you to make more. And it's like, well, why is that person doing that? Well, that's how they make income and you know, but you get it. So I would yeah. highly suggest finding someone that does both accounting and bookkeeping. Okay. Highly awesome. suggest that. So any other, any other outstanding questions, man? Um, I'm just looking right now. Uh, I think you've touched on a lot of things that, uh, I had questions about, yeah. um, how hard's the licensing process where you're at man. Hard? <laughs> to get the original license. Yeah, it was, it was pretty difficult. Um, I had to take two separate tests. One was strictly on painting. The second part was basically on, uh, kind of like business aspects and tax codes and things like that. It was, it was a really tough read, you know, studying for those. But, uh, but yeah, I was able to pass both of them. And the good thing about that is if there is another company that needs a painting license, I can just apply for reciprocity. So like I said, that's what I'm doing to the county that I moved into. Um, so they can work for you for essentially is that how that works. What's that? What do you mean? Apply for reciprocity? How does that work? So it just means that basically you have a contractor's license in a different county and to do work in a neighboring county you have to get reciprocity which just means uh, that basically they recognize your your license is all that is so basically you can have a larger area to do work in um as long as you're certified in those those counties um because the county i'm in they're pretty strict on contractors you know the unlicensed unlicensed contractor do they do, thing. Do they do stings oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah i actually work for an agency that does those. Oh, so you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you weren't even playing. Yeah. You yeah. For the, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to make sure I do everything legit, you know, and uh, do everything right as far as the business process goes. So no, I, I love that. I'm a huge fan of that. And I think that you need to piggyback that mentality with taking payroll seriously, getting that set up today. Don't right. wait, get that ready to go. You don't really even have to pay for it if you're not running payroll. So like, you're going to have to go through this process of inputting your company information, your EIN, like the setup process is the hardest part of Gusto. But once that's out of the way, then it's just like, boom, plug it in and go um, like that. And then the accounting and tax side in the same breath, like, like, again, like, I don't know if you went to accounting school or know the change. I mean, there was a major change that happened a couple of years ago 
that changes the way meals can be deducted and like all these things, man. It's like, get that foundation set. Okay. So you're prepared for the growth, you know, again, and I'm going to obviously advocate a software for you. You know, you, you need software in your business, you yeah. know, in, in terms of like what our software does drip jobs, like think about this for a second, you're spending money on marketing. The marketing's job is to provide you with leads. If you're at work all day and you get a lead and maybe you can't pick up the phone and call that lead is not being taken care of. The service that you're selling is an emotional sell right? It's emotional. Most people, when they see an advertisement for a painting company, what they're thinking is, is how great their house is going to look and how they're going to feel when the house looks that great. Maybe they look at their walls and, and it's just dirty or it's just worn down from the kids. And they see this ad that comes up and it's your beautiful ad, of freshly painted walls, and they submit their information. They want to speak with you. You paid for them to press that button. You're at work that you, they, they that's it. I mean, they right. can't hear from you until you respond. And by that time, the emotional intensity of that initial reaction is gone, right? It's not gone. It's diminished. So then what happens is, is that maybe in that moment, they were really excited, like, whatever, let's get this done. You took five or six hours to get back to them. Yes. Yeah, From that long. point on, they talk to their husband or the husband talks to the wife and they're like, you know what, you know, on second thought, we'll just keep, you know, postpone that, postpone that. And what drip jobs does is the second that lead comes in, Within seconds, a text message and an email sent to them for them to actually book a, an appointment. Okay. That's a commitment, right? Now they booked the appointment. They gave you their address. They gave you the time they want you to come. They gave you the date. So then at that point, it's locked in. Now you have an opportunity to sell. But what I've seen is that people will sign up for Home Advisor and not have anything following up with their customers for them. And if they're painting or they're working or they're busy, they don't get a chance to do it. So I highly suggest if you're going to invest in marketing, you need a software like drip jobs, being honest okay. to help nurture that, especially in your case with you not even being available during Monday through Thursday, right? As much as you want to be, I'm sure there's some flexibility, but not to the point where you could probably pick up the phone at work and just start hammering out your leads. You know, I'm, yeah. I don't know yeah. where you work, but I don't think they'll be happy with that. So, um, that's, that's something to think about as well. It's kind of like insurance for your leads. It does much yeah. more, but most importantly, if you're going to take this route of leads, you want to do that. But okay. I, I think like, don't be scared to get too many leads. Is that something that you're apprehensive about? I know. And again, I know you're waiting for the licensing, but yeah. when you do get leads, you know, like you only have one guy to do the work, right? So one thing that I like to teach is that like, you need to do them both at the same time. In other words, like you need to, when you market, you should be hiring at the same time. You're okay. not going to hire if you don't have leads, right? Like if you know that the phone isn't going to ring, why would you hire somebody else? You're like, there's no way I would even be able to have work for that guy. Right. In the same breath, if there's apprehension about spending money on marketing, why would you, why, why would you hire? Right? Because in other words, you don't have work for that person. So you're not going to hire in the same, let me flip it. If you have apprehension about hiring, the leads, you get it. I'm not going to go any further because yeah. I'm losing my train of thought, but <laughs> you understand that both of them have to go at the same time in order for this thing to work. And then you get a flow. You realize leads come in. I sold the job, move forward. Boom. Now it keeps going. Let's get another guy in there. And there's this cycle that occurs to where you don't even have to touch a paintbrush. Yeah. And I think that to be honest, like based on your business acumen and what I think you're going to do, you, you like the sales role better. You like the business ownership role better. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would much rather be interacting with customers doing sales and estimates and that sort of thing. And I have checked out your app and it does look very solid. So I definitely would like to integrate that into my business. 
Ah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's almost a necessity unless you plan to sit by the phone and wait for a lead to come in and call them within seconds every time. I mean, yeah, you know, and you got to understand that again, like people don't always just book right away. That's why it drips it out because it's like over the course of 30 days, we're going to send you 10 emails with links in there for you to book until you get tired of us, right? (laughs) You put in your information. I paid for your information. So I have every right to contact you and ask you to book. So these are things that I've learned in my business. I wasted a lot of money on leads that I never followed up with. They never answered. I forgot to follow up with them again. And these are hundred dollar leads, you know? I think that's good though, because most people, you know, they kind of, they want their, their house painted, but they might put it on a back burner or something like that. So if they get a consistent email from it, it's like, oh, I got a reminder, like, Hey, I should contact them to get the job done and things like that. You talked about trust, right? So you go to Angie, you put in your information. This is your first time doing it. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever done the flow of what a customer goes through on that? No. Do it. Don't submit it though. Cause some random guy is going to get your lead and it's not <laughs> going to be happy, but just go all the way to the end. Okay. You got to understand the concept. If you're going to do any form of marketing and, and receive the lead, my suggestion is to actually be the customer and see what they experience. And it's like, go through that process and realize that like, okay, this is kind of easy, right? Hey, first name, next page, last name. And they psychologically do this to the point where it doesn't overwhelm the customer. Most people don't really know what's going to happen when they hit that submit button. Angie and or Home Advisor, God, I hate their name changes. So they're, they're horrible, man, doing this. But anyway, yeah, because they still have they have Angie leads, Angie ads, and Angie's list. Freaking <laughs> idiots, man. Anyway, they do this to the point where the customer doesn't realize what's going to happen. So the way that they advertise is like, hey. Here, get a quote for how much it would cost to paint your home. So they think that once they're done the freaking form, it's going to pop out a number and say, oh, this will be three grand, you know? Yeah. But no, it says, we've just sent your information to five contractors. Good luck, you know? (laughs) And uh, at that point, they're probably like, oh, no, scared, right? Yeah. And I know this because, dude, I've spent over, over 90 grand on HomeAdvisor in the course of my time, right? I know what the, 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 the initial reactions are, and I started... Not, I started to, to advocate in a sense of like, hey, I'm a part of this process. The next step is this instead of being like, hey, Joanne, did you accept? Did you put in a request to get a quote? And they'll be like, no, and hang up. Right. And I'd be like, okay, great. I saw that you put in the request on uh, Angie. I'm available tomorrow at two o'clock. I'll be in your area. Uh, how does that sound? Way different. Right. Because I know what the process for them to get to that point is. So then I just added my little spiel to get in front of them. Um, and I was much, I was receptive, but I was telling you about trust when they're getting those emails, your logos at the top, right. From drip jobs, like your logos there, your name's there. It's a, it's an exciting email. It says, Hey, we got your request. Hey, just click here, choose the time we'll be there. Right. So for somebody that goes to Angie and doesn't know any of these companies, just sees five random company names that they were assigned to, they don't know anything about these guys, but anyone that's using drip jobs, text message with your name email with your logo, building value. Some people put a link to their Facebook in these follow-ups. Some people put a link to their Instagram, maybe a video to explain, to build trust. Like that's how you nurture and convert leads. You have to do it in this digital age. Right. And again, it's about trust. Like, again, if you were to do this for your house and you got five random company names, contractors already have a bad rap. So it's like off the bat, you're just like apprehensive, you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's how, that's how the system works, man. It's uh, it, it, again, if you're going to do this, spending the money now in terms of hiring, I mean, have you, have you thought about what that process looks like for you? I mean, do you have any, uh, any idea? 
Not really, because like you said, if you don't have any current leads, you're not really thinking about hiring. Um, right. I know. Do you see why I say you have to do them both at the same time? Right. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> You've got to get enough leads to force you to do what you need to do to hire and yep. be like, you know, or I'm not going to be able to sell jobs to these people. Like it's the same thing and it never stops. You always got to keep them both going at the same time. That's how you grow your business. But go, continue in terms okay. of your hiring experience. Um, like I said, as, as, as far as hiring, it's kind of been like just, you know, a friend basis. Like when I needed help out with my business, just if, if they were available, you know, they helped me out and I would pay them like 1099. Um, but I do want to get a process down where I do hire employees. Okay. And like you said, trying to have that consistent flow of interviewing and basically weeding out people and making sure that I get the best employees available. Law of averages, right? So for yeah. my, uh, it's funny for drip jobs, I have to use the same principles I teach and that I use in my painting business to find help for drip jobs. I had 150 applications for customer success. Okay. What did I do? I tell everybody, send them to a Google form that has specific questions that you want them to answer. But really the key is when you put that ad out, to see out of the 150, how many filled out the Google form? Because it right. says clearly in the description, you will not be considered for this position unless you copy and paste this into your browser and fill out the form. How many do you think out of the 150 actually filled out my form? Man, <laughs> I'm sure it's a low amount, probably like 10, 10, <laughs> 10. I was going to say at least 20, <laughs> 10. So thankfully I had that form. I was able to wipe out 140 applicants that would never work for me because they didn't follow instructions. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good process. You see what I'm saying? And it's, and it's even more crucial in our space because of what we're looking for is trust. Forget performance. Right. Forget it. Yeah. Don't even care about performance. You want people you can trust. One aspect of trust is people doing what they're told when they say they're going to do it, right? Would you say that if you ask someone to do something, a favor for you, and they get it done at the time of which they said they were going to do it, would you consider that person trustworthy? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're doing in our hiring process is using that strategy to identify who we can trust to show up on time, who we can trust to do well for our customers, who we can trust to communicate effectively. That's it, right? Forget okay. performance. Performance, you already have a performer. You yeah. need trustworthy people to, to be trustworthy enough to learn how to do their job to the standard of which you want it done. Then it becomes your job to train them or give them milestones to achieve to get there. But what I'm saying is, is that that form is a filtering out process, right? That form then turns into a phone interview, right? So that's how I identify what, you know, who they are, right? So 10 people come through. I read those answers. Only three of them made it to what I would consider a next step phone interview. From there, only one person got an in-person interview, which was a face-to-face -face Zoom, right? And then I hired that person and right now Rockstar. Yeah. That's... Filter them out. Yeah. But if you don't have that process in place, it's really hard to, to identify trustworthiness because everyone's going to give you their best off the bat because they want a job. Yeah. And then usually it's three to four weeks that go by where their habits kick in and their character starts showing. And then it's, then it's frustrating. Then usually what happens is, is they, they quit or they don't show up and you're wondering what's going on and it's your fault, not you, but you know, the person who's in this position is their fault. Cause they didn't filter them out to the point. And then what happens is, is you get so sick of that and you're not, you don't have the energy to hire again. So you just start, keep the system the same and you never grow, you know? Um, yeah. so again, have you, do you have my hiring course? 
Um, I don't, I don't think I have it. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll send you a link, link to it. It's for free. Um, okay. It's a four lesson course and it explains everything that I just went over in much more detail. It'll show you how to make the ad. It'll show you how to make the form. It'll show you everything that you need to do, but you need marketing and hiring at the same time now. Definitely. How long is it going to take you to get the license? Depends on, <laughs> really depends on the county. Um, but I'd say probably, probably a few weeks. I, I mean, you can get started hiring now. Okay. I mean, at least, at least practice hiring, right? Practice yeah. getting this stuff out. It's just practice and repetition, bro. Every time I fire someone, I learn from that fire as to what I missed during the hiring. And it makes me better each time, dude. Yeah. It's experience. Like I can't teach you experience. You've just got to be willing to experience it. So that's why I'm saying like, don't let this license thing stop you from setting up a marketing campaign, working okay. with someone that knows what they're doing to do that for you, figuring out hiring. So when that time comes, you're already in motion. You know, I think the worst thing you can do is wait till you get your license to start setting up a accountant, start setting up a payroll system, start right. setting up a hiring process, start setting up a marketing process. Dude, you're, you might as well forget it. I mean, you yeah. just, there's too much to do up until that time. So I think it's a blessing. You have to wait a few weeks to give you some time to focus. Okay. Yeah. No, so, like I said, I, I definitely really appreciate your advice because no you're in the same business and you've gone through the process. So, yeah. um, I, I definitely love the systems that you've put in place. And I feel like, cause I love technology. So I feel like drip jobs is like, you know, it's all about optimizing a contractor's business. And I, I feel like, like I said, it could really, really help me um, grow in, in the uh, painting space. Absolutely, man. It's, it's my pleasure and, you know, happy to do this again. Once you hit another, another level, um, you know, so uh, was this helpful today? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, like cool. I said, thank you. And I, I appreciate all your help. Yeah. I'll send you two links and a text. Um, one for Gusto and one for, uh, the uh, hiring course. Okay. Awesome, right, man. man. Take care. Thank Good you. luck. All right. Hey, wait, real quick. The, yeah. uh, the PCA expo it's in Orlando this year. Um, okay. I highly suggest you invest in going. Okay. It's a, uh, expo for all painting business owners. Um, we're going to have a booth there drip jobs. So I'll be there. I'll get to meet you, but it'd awesome. be uh, really cool. I mean, for you, especially, especially if you're really trying to tap this in, it's only an hour away from you, bro. Yeah. So it'd be no, wise definitely... for you to come by. Hey, yeah, I'll be there. I will be yeah, there. Good to know. All right, my friend. I'll send you a link for that too. <laughs> All right. Take, All right, take care, man. man. Thanks. Yep. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process, this software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you, you're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you wanna see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's gonna save you time, it's gonna make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.